As the embodied soul passes, the embodied soul passes from childhood to youth to old age and then changes body. A dhira, a sober person, in this matter is not bewildered. And the understanding from this is that youth is a phase. It's, it's actually imaginary. There's, no one's really a youth. You're not really youth. It's just a, a f- very temporary phase that one goes through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's practically imaginary in as much as it's so temporary. Especially in, in the Western world, poets have lamented what they usually call the fleetingness of youth. Fleetingness, it's not a word used in common English. But it means, it means like that, temporary. It's, we have it for a short time and then it's gone. It's something desirable. It's generally considered, it's generally considered desirable because the, generally in youth the body is healthy and good looking. Maybe not very good looking, but as, The best looks are in youth. After that, it's all downhill. (laughs) Lines appear on the face. Hairs fall out and become gray. And in youth also, there's generally some hopefulness. Just like you see puppy dogs. They seem quite happy. When they get older, they're not so happy. Youth is the time for love. That colossal illusion and waste of time, which spoils one's real business, real purpose of life, which is to get free from the fleeting love of this world. There's a time for love. You fall in love and you whisper sweet nothings to your spouse. Well, later on becomes your spouse. Then you marry her and then you have a few kids and she gets fat. And The same woman who in youth you found so attractive is... It's the same woman, but the attraction is gone. Youth is gone. 
So good news for all youths. Don't worry, it doesn't last long. You'll get over it. Even if you want to stay a youth forever, it's not possible. Actually, there are ways by which one can be useful physically. If one is expert in yoga practice, in controlling the senses, then the body may remain as if young for a long time. But then if you control the senses, you may think, well, what's the use of being a youth if you control your senses? Because the fun in youth is indulging the senses. But indulging the senses leads to quick aging. Sometimes an example is given of a bath sponge. It's not so common here in India, but in the Western country. In Delhi, it's very westernized. Do you know what a bath sponge is? Who knows what a bath sponge is? No one? Sponge? Anyone know what a sponge is? When you squeeze it out and it's empty and dry and you put it in water, it can absorb a lot of water, right? Then squeeze it and a lot of water comes out. But then the more you squeeze it, the harder you squeeze it, the less water comes out until it becomes very difficult to get any water out of it. So in the same way, in youth, you can enjoy the senses without much effort. You can have lots of enjoyment. But then the more you squeeze out the water, then the body becomes decrepit. And even to get a little enjoyment becomes very difficult. <clears throat> anyway, <coughs> it's just a phase. which we go through again and again and again. Dehino smin yata dehe kaumarang yobanang jara tata dehantara praptihi tata dehino smin yata dehe kaumarang Again. Dehantara prapti and then again born. You get a new body then again born. And then again, childhood. Then again, youth. Then again, old age. Then again, death. So one who is, in, one who is intelligent utilizes human life For getting out of this cycle of birth and death, which is miserable. And actually, the youth is the best time to take up spiritual life. Because at that time, the, the intelligence is fresh. And, uh, yeah, one can very easily perform actions. As one gets older, it can be difficult even to walk up the stairs. Now when you're young, you don't even 
you just run up the stairs, right? You don't even think about it. As you get older, even to take one step can be very difficult. Many years ago, I met an elderly sannyasi. He must have been about 80 years old at the time. He must have died since then. I never saw him after that. He was a disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasarataka. So he told me that when I was young, he said to me, because, you know, I'm a little skinny, you might have noticed, he said, when I was young, I was a wrestler, I could pick up two or three people like you and just throw you to the other side of the room very easily. He said, but now, to go anywhere, I have to have a stick in one hand and rest my hand on someone else's shoulder. The youth is a time for opportunity. So it's best to use it for the best possible purpose. But youth, because there is a sense of uh, bodily strength uh, and the sense of uh, euphoria that we can enjoy ourselves, Therefore, we tend to misuse it. Yeah, that, that example, if you, in youth, if you try a little, you can get a lot of sense gratification. As you get older, even if you try a lot, it's very difficult to enjoy your senses. I mean, it's very difficult to enjoy eating, for instance, if uh, your teeth are all fallen out. And you, you have very little sense of taste, very little appetite, very poor digestion. You can't enjoy. You can't enjoy sex because, anyway, women aren't much interested in you. You can pay a prostitute. Not advisable. Uh, and you don't have the strength that you would have had in youth. And nothing seems very... Uh, the, the kind of pleasure that you could get in youth, you just don't, you just, you want to have it, you'll see. In the Western world, old men, Prabhupada used to know, the old men would go to strip tease clubs. There's a thing called a strip tease club where you pay to go and the women stand on stage and they take off their clothes. And old men go to pay. They can watch. They can desire, but they cannot enjoy. They don't have the strength to enjoy. So simply they're frustrated, that's all. So in youth, in youth, there's the euphoria of enjoying. That is maya. That distracts us from our real business of life, which is to inquire how to get out of this business of so-called enjoying. At the very time when we have the, the strength, the energy, to uh, utilize the human form of life for its proper purpose, which is to get free from birth and death, at that time, maya seems most attractive, and we are bewildered into so-called enjoying ourselves. Therefore, the Vedic recommendation is 
कौमारा आचरत प्रज्ञो धर्मान भगवताने दुर्भंग मानुषम जन्म तदापि अध्रुवम आर्थतम that even before youth one should take up krishna consciousness get trained early from the beginning of life human life is brief we can die at any time but it is very valuable because we can utilize it for getting free from birth and death specifically by being krishna conscious so if we train from youth in krishna consciousness that's a that's a very good start and we're not likely to be sidetracked by the quest for sense enjoyment there's a book of shila prabhupada's called the quest for enlightenment but for most people their life is a quest for a, a sense enjoyment quest do you know this word It means like a search cause the 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 search our search should be for enlightenment but instead people are searching for sense enjoyment which actually is the business of dogs you see one dog comes lies down and then the other dog sniffs the genitals of the other dog and then licks the genitals so it's the same business in human society little more sophisticated that's all it's the same business searching after the vagina now probably most of you have been told by your parents or others that you're too young to take up krishna consciousness how many of you have been told that by someone or other please raise your hand yeah quite a few you're too young you should enjoy life now and take up krishna consciousness later of course if you take up krishna consciousness later they'll still say you're too young even if you're 90 years old there'll always be some objection but the idea of materialistic people is that now you are young you should in, now you have the opportunity to enjoy yourself you only have it once so you should use it and later when you're old and worn out and useless then you can do spiritual matters if if you're so stupid you want to do spiritual things don't waste your youth at least enjoy yourself now but the sooner the better one thing is adhruvam this word comes we don't know you may you may think well when i'm when i'm 50 i'll take up spirituality but there's no guarantee you'll live you'll live even for 50 more seconds there's no guarantee nowadays it's quite common that young people have heart attacks or you get killed by a bus or you know, walking in the road not looking and someone's cell phone with which they're recording is vibrating here and also if one doesn't take up the training 
in early life, then one develops. Already you've developed so many bad habits. That's why Komara Acharit Pragya. From the very childhood, one should be trained in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, especially in modern society, by the time one reaches youth, already there are so many bad habits. Already so many young men, they have, they're having sex with their girlfriends or they're masturbating or so many things which are these uh, bad habits which if you want to take up spiritual life the sanskar or the impression that's formed in our mind from doing this is very difficult to overcome it's not impossible don't get discouraged but it's definitely a contamination. In modern society, by the time you're 16, there's so many contaminations in the mind which make it very difficult to dedicate oneself in Krishna consciousness. Actually, on getting information of Krishna consciousness, uh, the... The obvious thing for one who gets, for a young unmarried man like yourself, most of you I presume are unmarried, the obvious thing, if we have information that human life is meant for God realization and that is possible by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, by chanting Harinam, and anything else apart from this is simply. Uh, an entanglement and, an, and a distraction from the real purpose of life. So anyone who understands that, especially if they're young and unmarried, then the natural thing would be that, well, why should I bother getting married and have all that entanglement and be sidetracked and waste my time? I should just come and, and do whatever is necessary in this life so that I don't get born again. That should be the, the natural conclusion of someone who's understood the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. It's not a very difficult thing to understand. But we find that uh, even though so many youth are coming in India to Krishna consciousness, most of them never even think of that because they already have so many impressions in their mind that I have to become a big shot in this material world, which is nonsense. It's a stupid idea. I mean, everyone in this, everyone is promoting this. You should be a success. It's just nonsense, actually. This idea that you should be a success means that you get hired by some company to work like a slave for them, and they give you some, just like they give the donkey a few carrots and pat the donkey on the back. So they give you a little money and and work you to almost literally to death, and you have the prestige of thinking you're a success, when actually you're just a donkey, that's all. Just working like a donkey. But this idea of success, prestige, career, I will be, and I'll have a nice, pretty wife, hamdo, hamarido, all this, you know, just a big illusion. Because tata dehantara at the end of all of it, what happens? Just like I, I was at school, 
I was supposed to go to university. So I asked all the people who are pushing me to go to university. So if I go to university, what next? They said, well, then you get a good job. Yeah, and then what? And then you work. Yeah, and then what? And then you retire. And then what? They didn't want to say. And then you have to, at the end, what do you get? At the end of life, what? Even during life, you're just one of millions toiling to get enough money to put some petrol in your Maruti car or whatever kind of car you have. Oh, I'm so prestigious. I don't have a Maruti car. I have a Ford or, or a BMW. Not many people have BMWs in there. Well, anyway, that's why they're prestigious. They make BMW in India now? Mercedes are made in India. Uh, so you have a Mercedes. You, have a, you work hard to get money so you can have a car which is prestigious and you use the car to drive to work so that you can have money to pay for the car. What happened there? Something wrong in that equation. <laughs> Some, something wrong in the logic there. Anyway, what's the use? Even if you become a big shot, famous, powerful, a prime minister, or actually the chief ministers seem to be more powerful. If you're the chief minister of a big state, seems to be even more opportunity for corruption and control and being a prime minister. Seems like that. I don't know. Who cares, anyway? Thank you for a big shot. Maybe you could become a film star or a big businessman. Not very likely. Especially after you come to the ISKCON programs and they tell you all these things and it spoils your ambition. Ha 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 ha. We're brainwashing you. Don't go there. You'll become bewildered about the, re the real purpose of life. Everyone knows is to work hard and become a success. You come to the ISKCON program and they tell you the truth, which is it's just all nonsense. Just like youth. It's just an imagination. It's gone, gone, gone in a second. So this so-called success, the whole life, it's just a second. You have the diorama or whatever it is, or the statue of Lord Brahma at the entrance. So Lord Brahma, if he sneezes with one of his heads, and then from that head, if, he's, if he happens to be looking at you, by the time he sneezes and washes his nose, you've already taken five or six births. You know that? Time on different planets, it goes on, on a different scale. This, this is understood from the Vedic literature and is actually corroborated by the research of Einstein. That time runs differently on different planets. On Brahma's planet, one moment... There's like thousands of years on this planet. So what is this life? One should consider youth. It's just some phantasmagoria of enjoyment. All, most of the advertisements 
in India are directed toward youth because there's a large youthful population. So buy this motorbike and then all these iPods and all this kind of thing. Enjoy yourself. Who's got an iPod or something similar? Please raise your hand. You're afraid to put it up? Okay. So after getting the iPod, did you did you feel like great sense of a surge of happiness? Before having an iPod and after having an iPod, do you feel your life is like tremendously benefited and the when you sleep at night you you wake up in the morning and think, Oh, how wonderful, I have an iPod. <laughs> Did it ever happen? Does it ever happen about anything? Maybe for a short time. Maybe for a short time. Especially when the latest model comes out and you can you can show it to all your friends. Like this. But that again, it's euphoria. Do you know what that means, euphoria? You know what this word means? It's an important word for, for uh, people interested in understanding the nature of Maya. We should all be interested to understand what is Maya. Euphoria means uh, a, a high state. Are an, an enhanced state, not high in terms of consciousness, but an enhanced state of uh, enjoyment, in which one thinks, "Oh, everything is so, so wonderful." Just like falling in love, that's an example of euphoria. You feel, "Oh, this girl is so wonderful," but the nature of euphoria. It flops. It doesn't last very long. Isn't that's the nature of Maya? We think it's so wonderful, but it flops. But spiritual happiness is different because it increases. It doesn't. It doesn't decrease. Yang labdva cha parang labham. When one attains this, he understands there is no attainment. Higher than this, nanyate nadikam tataha. He understands there's there's nothing higher than this. this attainment of Krishna consciousness. This is the actual happiness that we're all searching for. So, the euphoria of youth, the feeling of health and strength, and I can enjoy myself and I can do something in the world. It's all an illusion of Maya. The idea that we are an enjoyer of this world is simply an illusion. Everyone thinks that. Even the worm in stool thinks I'm enjoying. This stool is so nice. Oh, I don't think there's any better stool in the whole universe than the than the stool I'm living in. You, the euph euphoric worm in stool. So it's Maya to think that we can enjoy this world, and by the grace of Maya, in youth, which is the time in which we should apply ourselves seriously to Krishna consciousness, the sense of enjoyment is in of material enjoyment is enhanced 
to distract us from Krishna consciousness. So don't be sidetracked. Take to Krishna consciousness seriously. Live by intelligence. That's called buddhi yoga. That is mentioned often in Bhagavad Gita. That one should apply one's intelligence to understand the actual situation and act accordingly. That word is there, buddhi jivi. Means intellectual. They live by their intelligence. But that's not what is called a buddhi jivi. Then it means they, that's not actual intelligence. To use your intelligence to get, to eat, sleep, mate and defend, that is not intelligence. The real buddhi jivi is the buddhi yogi, one who uses his intelligence to live forever, to get free from the cycle of birth and death. So real intellectualism doesn't mean getting a university degree and then becoming an an intellectual donkey or, or, or an educated donkey or educated shudra. If you're working for someone, then you're a shudra. That's according to the Vedic understanding. So I've called you all shudras. Now I can go to prison. If you call someone a shudra in India, you can go to prison, right? But actually that's a fact. That if we're paid, then we're just shudras, that's all. We have just, we, we, not buddhi jivi, but that's called uh, swad. Bhagavatam uses the term shvavriti, the profession of a dog. This is the language of the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam. Maybe you're under the impression that the Bhagavatam only talks about Krishna dancing with the gopis, but there are many topics discussed. Shvavriti, that means the the means of livelihood of a dog. A dog gets a master. So if we have to get a master to maintain ourselves, that's not buddhi jiva, that's shvavriti. It's not intelligent life. That's the uh, means of livelihood of a dog. So, uh, please come to Krishna Conscious. Don't, be, don't live like dogs and cats. That's also stated in the Bhagavatam. Nayang deho dehabhajam nriloke kashtan kaman arhate virbhujamne tapo divyam putraka yena satvam yasmad brahma sokyam tvanantam Lord Rishabhadev says, having attained, that having attained this human form of life, one should not work very hard just to enjoy sense enjoyment like the stool-eating animals, like dogs and hogs. But one should undergo <coughs> divine austerity by which one can come to the eternal position of unlimited bliss. That is the actual proper use of human life. Sounds very heavy, huh? Well, it is heavy. It is very heavy. It's uh, <coughs> a fact that if we don't utilize our human life properly, then we have to get born again, and again, and again, and again, punarapi jivanam, 
पुनरापि जाननम पुनरापि मरणम पुनरापि जननी जाटरेशायनम so now you are young and fresh, at least the present ephemeral stage, temporary stage that you're in. So better use it properly. Don't don't waste your life for sense enjoyment. You may think, well, I'm coming to IYF and Chan Hari Krishna. The Krishna consciousness is not meant as a weekend hobby. It merits more than that. So in youth, one should think, what is ahead? Man is the master of his own destiny, as an English saying. It's true to some extent. Purusha sukha dukkhanam If we act piously, we get what's called material happiness. If we act impiously, sinfully, then we have to suffer material, extreme material distress. We can also choose to dedicate our life to Krishna. That is the best use of human life. All right, I won't speak more now unless anyone has any question, and then I have to move on to another program. Does anyone have any question, please? No. Yeah. Do you have another mic? Is there another mic? No? All right. Ask the question, I'll repeat it. Then we are having the association. Uh, people like you. Then it's very easy to uh, take the sense or to uh, to feel the way you are telling. It's very easy. Yeah. 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 And we are the okay. I get asked this at every youth meeting. Almost every youth meeting I address, I get asked this question: that when we are. In the association of devotees, then it's easy to be Krishna conscious. When we go outside, then we forget everything. So how to maintain our Krishna consciousness when we go outside? Well, my answer to that is don't go. Stay. (laughs) It's not really. It's really the solution. You can be fully Krishna conscious. You can spend your whole life hearing and chanting about Krishna and serving Krishna in the association devotees. If you do that, then you should go to Krishna. But if you, if you become an average youth in Delhi, then you're going to hell for sure. The average youth in Delhi commits all sinful activities, meat-eating, gambling, I don't know so much. Maybe when they get older, the gambling's for older people, isn't it usually? I don't know. Illicit sex... Is normal in Delhi. Intoxication. So these are all hellish activities which lead to degradate. They are degraded and they lead one to 
take birth in lower species. So you're in a very unsafe position. That's the best solution. That's by far the best solution. But you have to surrender to Krishna. You have to make that decision. Otherwise, undoubtedly, it's difficult. If you associate with materialistic people, then it's not surprising that we become influenced by them. You can chant Hare Krishna. Go on chanting. Do the best you can. Make the best. If you <coughs> if you don't find yourself ready to fully commit yourself in Krishna consciousness, which is unfortunate, actually, but uh, you can seriously consider that, really. Because you have human birth. Make the best use of it. You can get free from birth and death and go to Krishna. But if somehow you don't get that commitment, then uh, do the best you can. At home, wherever you happen to live, maybe student hospital, what's it, student hostel, sorry, not hospital. Then uh, chant Hare Krishna daily with beads. Associate with devotees as much as possible. Yeah, someone else had a question? Yes, please. Okay, at, what, at what age uh, you realize that uh, I surrender myself to At what age did I realize that I yes. should surrender to Krishna? Yes. Well, I was allowed to join this movement mercifully at the age of 18. After being battered by Maya, I ended up in the doors of the Krishna temple and they were kind enough to let me in. Yeah, someone else had a question. Is Krishna, is Krishna conscious a philosophy? Yes, Krishna conscious. It's not a philosophy, it is philosophy. In the world there are many philosophies, but they're all useless. Unless they come to the actual... Philosophia is a Greek word from which the English philosophy comes, which means love of truth. So if you don't have truth, then you can have many different ideas. Philosophy, in the modern sense, is generally taken to mean various theories. But actually it means the truth. Krishna consciousness is actual truth. So yes, it is philosophy. There is really only one philosophy. There's only one truth. But philosophy, it's also not just a cerebral activity or matter of the brain. That has to be practically enacted. So it's a way of life. It is life. Yeah, anything else? My question is, uh, when will I realize that I'm actually in Krishna consciousness? When will I realize when I'm actually in Krishna consciousness? Well, when we're always thinking of Krishna, that's Krishna consciousness, isn't it? Only, uh, when I will uh, think only about Krishna. Yeah, when we think about Krishna only, that's full Krishna consciousness. And if we think about Krishna sometimes, that's some level of Krishna consciousness. 
So there are various levels. You've already started. You're on a good path. Keep going. Uh, even Arjun said that the mind is very rigid, obstinate and powerful. The mind is very difficult to control, Arjuna said. Yes, and Krishna agreed. But he said it is possible to overcome by practice and detachment. But then at the end of that chapter, which is discussing the yoga process, Krishna described the yoga process for controlling at the mind, the mind. And at the end, he more or less threw out the whole yoga process and said, anyway, the best yoga is to be is to worship me. Then he started the next chapter, Maya Saktamanav Partha. Make your mind attached to me. So that the process of trying to mechanically control the mind is very difficult. And Krishna agrees that it's difficult. But then he rejects that whole process anyway. Krishna says, forget that process and just think of me. Which isn't difficult. Think of Krishna. Is it difficult to think of Krishna? No. Is it difficult to sit down, meditate and control the mind? The mind. The mind. And at the end, never mind, before Krishna up sitting on chairs at tables, so we can't even sit properly. We wouldn't. We don't even get. What is that? That uh, yama, niyama, asana, and then there was that uh, dhyana, pratyahara, pranayama, pratyahara. So these are all the processes withdrawing the, the mind from the senses. That's called pratyahara. The first stage is following all the rules and then sitting properly. Asana, yeah, and then comes pranayama. And despite what they advertise on TV as pranayama, the real process is much more complex. You can't do that. Then, having done all that, you have to remove the mind from the sense objects. Yeah, we can't do that. We can chant Hare Krishna. It's much easier, much more effective. So, Hare Krishna, thank you very much. And I uh, hope everyone perfects their life, be happy, chant Hare Krishna, understand this material world is not what it's advertised to be, it's not a place of happiness, it's simply a place of distress. The real purpose of life is to simply love Krishna and get free from birth and death by going to Krishna in the spiritual world, which is possible by practicing in this life the chanting of Hare Krishna. So please do that. And hope to see you all again. Dare say there in the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. Meantime, I'm doing a practical demonstration of Bhagavad Gita. Janma mrityu jiravyadhi dukkha doshanudarshanam. Birth, death, old age, and disease, one should see these are miserable. So I'm doing practical demonstration of a minor disease called the common cold which even though it's minor, common, and not in the long run harmful, but still it's miserable, isn't it? 
So there you go. Bhagavad Gita in action. Practical demonstration. By the grace of Daivi Maya.